why though? And I'm looking at you, Carl. Like, why like talk to a girl and then just go radio silent? It's easy. It's for some guys, it's just easier to ignore it and just walk away and run. Like there's fight or flight. You just get like, you don't yeah. want to upset her or you don't know how to tell her that maybe you're not interested. Because you have to admit that like you were kind of a piece of shit to begin with. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have out an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. You're new to the show. Welcome, welcome. I am your host, Sarah Merrill, coming to you live from my quarantine bunker. This is wild, guys. I got to tell you, when I originally recorded this season, I had no idea I would be dropping it in the middle of a freaking global pandemic. But here we are. And honestly, I think we can all use a little pick-me-up and maybe a little distraction in our lives right now. And that's why I'm excited to bring you a super fun episode this week that has nothing to do with coronavirus. Instead, we're going to be talking about a different pandemic many of you may be familiar with. We're going to be talking about players, or as they're commonly known today, fuckboys. How to spot them, how to deal with them, and how to learn from them. Now, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I couldn't have two better guests for this topic. We have Mary Beth Barone, who is a hilarious comedian who's been doing clinical research on fuckboys for years. She created and hosts the show Drag His Ass, a fuckboy treatment program. I'll let her tell you more about it when we jump into the show. Then we have on maybe the king of all fuckboys, Carl Radke. Many of you may know Carl from a little show called Summer House on Bravo TV. Uh, And if any of you are unfamiliar with that show, one, you don't need to be to listen to this episode, but I highly recommend using this quarantine time to binge it. It is really entertaining. And for the last four years that the show's been on, we've watched Carl's escapades. And I think he's part of the reason why fuckboy has become such a well-known term. I mean, this guy pulls some shit on the show, but it's actually fun to watch because I think we've all dealt with a Carl at some point of our lives. So I locked them both up pre-quarantine to get both a female and male perspective on this issue. And I have to give them both credit. I mean, they were both super honest and we went deep into what drives some of this bad dating behavior. And we decipher some signs you may be dealing with a fuckboy. Then we even take some listener questions and get into a little game at the end. It's a fun one, guys. You'll laugh, you'll cringe, you'll question everything you thought you knew about the species, otherwise known as fuckboy. So sit back, relax, and get comfy, and we will be right back. I know living that quarantine life can be physically and emotionally taxing, and that is exactly why it is so important to take extra good care of ourselves right now. If you've listened to this show before, you've heard me talk about Hum Nutrition, and I am really, really happy to have it at times like this. So for those of you who don't know, Hum Nutrition offers a variety of supplements, each combined with high-potency vitamins to achieve specific aims. Like, for example, they have a formula called Here Comes the Sun, which has vitamin D3, which everybody listening should be taking right now, especially as many of us aren't able to go outside like we normally are. Vitamin D is a great, great supplement to take. I've also been using their green superfood powder in my smoothies every single day. One scoop has raw greens, adaptogens, enzymes, and probiotics, which are all really good for our bodies, especially when I know a lot of us are off our routines right now. The superfood powder also comes in this like mint chocolate chip flavor, which is really delish and way better for you than eating a sleeve of Oreos when you have that chocolate craving. I'm actually taking quite a few other home nutrition formulas in preparation for my wedding that help with skin and hair. So 
If anybody's interested, just DM me and I will tell you all of my favorites. Or you can hop on their website and take a little quiz to find out the best formulas for you based on what you're looking for. So just go to humnutrition.com and click get started to take that quiz. And I have a little 20% off code for our listeners when you use Big Kid at checkout. Again, that is 20% off when you head to humnutrition.com and use code Big Kid at checkout. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am so excited to be joined now by our two guests this week. I have on Mary Beth Barone. She is a comedian behind the show, Drag His Ass, a fuckboy treatment program. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. And then we have on America's fuckboy, Carl Radke. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Big Kid Problems. That's a hell of an introduction. <laughs> it really is. Are you are you excited about your new title? Um, A little bit. I'm actually, I'm, I'm willing to discuss a few things. I think I can maybe prove that I'm not a fuckboy anymore. Oh, well. Or I'm trending away from being a fuckboy. All right. Well, we will be the judges. I'm just a, a fuck man. It's maybe. baby steps. Baby <laughs> a fuck man. Fuck man. We graduated. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, well, before we even jump off, I kind of wanted to get an intro into your experiences with this topic this week. So, Mary Beth, you have this show, this drug, drag his ass show um, all about rehabilitating the fuckboys of the world. Can you tell us like a little bit about it and maybe like your experience with fuckboys? Sure. So I have been single for almost four years. I have dated and hooked up with lots of people who would fall into onto the fuckboy spectrum, I think. So eventually I just got to a point where I was so tired of it and just tired, period. So I decided to start keeping track of how many days I'd gone fuckboy free. So I had a little whiteboard in my apartment where I would count the number of days and I wanted to make it to a hundred, which eventually I did, but I had some slip ups, you know, on the way. And when I was trying to get to a hundred days, I would post on social media and people would always reach out like being supportive or asking like, what does fuckboy free mean to you? So I decided to start doing a live show in March of this year. And at first it was more about re- rehabilitating like people who are addicted to fuckboys, like myself and the other comedians I would have on the show. Um, and then now I'm more into like 360 degree treatment, which is like, we also want to treat the fuckboys <laughs> themselves because, you know, the enablers and, and the perpetrators are both at fault here. So basically it's a comedy show, live show where I invite uh, other comedians to come on and talk about their experiences with fuckboys, kind of however they want to discuss that topic and dive into it. And then I do a fuckboy redemption at the end, which I've had Carl do, which was a lot of fun. And um, he was honestly the perfect person to have on the show because I think, well, there was a lot of footage of him being a fuckboy, which is good. But I also <laughs> think like he's not a, like I've had people on the show who are not willing to make themselves look bad and just be open about what they've done and like own it a little bit. So I think it was good. Carl was great for that because he just really let me say and do whatever I wanted. And he was a great sport about it. Yeah. You're very brave for even being on this show. So um, thanks. You got to, you got to face facts and talk about the things that are, you know, wrong with you and hopefully and uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and make yourself, you know, vulnerable and, and try and work through that. That's true. Versus like denying that I have any problems at all. Right. I mean, we all have our, our issues. This everyone is so- in this room has their issues and probably everyone listening. No one's denying that. So that's that's very true. That's I've true. made a whole podcast on it. Yes. <laughs> Were you ever actually called a fuckboy before Summer House or is that like an after the show started thing? Th- this was definitely after the show started. I would say, I mean, listen, like the backstory about me that a lot of people don't know because there isn't footage of this, but I was a late, late bloomer. So like in high school, I like struggled with the ladies. I was kind of chubby, immature. Just friends with everybody, like kind of same personality, but just not as confident with girls. And then I got to college. I finally kind of grew up, grew up to be six foot five, kind of matured a little bit more, but still was not, I guess, what it would be called a fuckboy. I didn't really learn what the fuckboy terminology was until I think late in my late 20s. And I'm, I'm 34 now. But when I got to LA, I, I lived with these guys that went to USC in Manhattan Beach. This explains so much. It was the USC US- is ground zero. It was the USC guys. <laughs> I, I lived with why, three dudes but- who... I mean, our, our apartment was a revolving door of girls. And that's where I learned a lot of just being a complete scumbag. So, okay. So you, you, so you're classically trained, classically <laughs> trained, you observed others and yes. you, and you kind of learned that way. Yeah. Like I saw guys that were like, you know, good looking dudes played one guy played football. One of the guy played uh, water polo. They had like the total, like, it sounds like an apartment I would go to. <laughs> My brothers were on the swim team at USC. Two of them went there and I just, 
I, I just, everyone that goes to USC is a bad person. I don't know why my brother's obviously not included in that. They're great people, but I don't know why there's so many bad people that go to USC. Well, I want to see a, like a study, like a, some kind of behavioral, behavioral well, well, there's a combination of like, I think a lot of well-to-do rich kids yeah. really never been told yes or no, they get whatever they want. And then you've got a lot of very attractive people that are like yeah. trying to be cool and fun and like do what the fuck they want. So you have like these hot girls, hot guys. And it's just like a melting pot of fuckery. From douchery. Bad, yeah. bad, bad. Oh my God. Well, I guess like before, for anybody who doesn't know what a fuckboy is, like what's a good, what's a good way to explain this? I think a fuckboy, the term is so like amorphous because it can really apply to a lot of different behaviors. But the way I describe it is it's essentially someone who is willing to say and do anything to get you to sleep with them. And then once that happens, there's like no accountability for you know, what, what, what else occurs after the fact. Mm. So it's like someone who is like super vague with plans, only wants to hang out on their terms, kind of leads you on, makes you feel like this false sense of security. And then when they pull the rug out from under you, it's like they gaslight you and make you feel like you're crazy. Ah, that's a good great de- description. That was an excellent description. <laughs> I've, I've done a lot of research on this. So <laughs> yeah, it's important though to remember, I always say this, like, not all fuckboys look like Carl. They're not all like six foot five straight white dudes. They're, a lot of them do though. A lot of them do. <laughs> and that's probably the archetype. But a fuckboy can look like anything. I just want to make sure people understand it really transcends all like demographic information, race, sexual orientation, gender. It's like anyone can be a fuckboy. That's true. Well, what about like fuck girl? Is that in, does that fall into the... I would say I would just use the term fuck. Fuckboy for everybody. Yeah. Okay. It's Got like it. gender neutral, even though it has the word boy in it. Oh, I, really? I think so. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I was going to ask you guys about fuck girls a little bit later on. Well, yeah, I can t- I can speak to that. I mean, when I when like it was the final straw when I saw myself kind of taking on fuckboy traits, but I think fuck girl just sounds so weird. And so I don't want people to start saying that. <laughs> it's like, let's just call it a fuckboy and we'll just say it applies to both. Yeah. Well, I think fuck girls... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like uh, when I, I think about that, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I don't know if the intention of the female is to like, just fuck and leave. Like, I feel like it's more like a leading on process. Maybe, I don't know. Cause I feel like I may have embodied some of these tendencies back in my single days, Yeah, but it was never to like sleep with the dude. It was kind of just to like, you know, but what were you getting out of it? What were you getting from it? Dates. <laughs> dinners, drinks, I mean, trips. Dating has changed so much even in the last like two years. I think that there is a population of women who are just like want to get dicked down Ugh. and they are not interested in, I mean, maybe they want gifts and dinners and stuff, but to be fair, I just want to clear that up real quick. I wasn't like a gold digging. Of hell. course, of course. <laughs> no, 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 you, you, were, you were, you know, yeah, leading people on is definitely part of it. But like I said, it's like, you know, there's different levels. It's a spectrum. It's not like, it's not one thing. Yeah. I like the spectrum analogy. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with buck girls? Have you ever like had your own game served back to you, Carl? Uh, I have had my own game served back to me. Like let on and then kind of like really like kind of was interested and she was just kind of like using me for going to cool dinner or a cool event. And- but that is not a fuck boy to me. Like that is just like a vapid, stupid person. But what? I've also had girls that like literally just want to fuck me and yeah. like hit and run and leave. And I'm like, I didn't really want that. So like, I could kind of sniff that out. Yeah. But I never, I never like fell victim to it. Maybe I just was like, I saw it coming and it's like, okay, you need to. You put up the defenses. Yes. You put up the defenses. Interesting. <laughs> I'm interested. I mean, I feel like you kind of mentioned a couple signs already, but let's get into like, let's say you're talking to somebody or unsure of their fuckboyhood. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some like, telltale signs i would say if the first time you meet them they're already talking about things like well into the future like that's them trying to like plant like they're trying to do inception on you and be like this is going to go further than it actually is so they're talking about like things months from now and it's like no 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 no. carl i just wish you guys had a camera right now because carl's like giddy laughing right now i'm I'm nodding my head yes Another thing is if you're like, hey, do you want to get dinner on Tuesday? And they're like, let me get, like, they won't say yes or no. They're like, that would be fun. You know, and then you text them Tuesday and they're like, maybe they wait six hours to respond. And they're like, oh, shoot, I had like a work dinner or something like that. You know, it's like, 
being super vague with plans, but then, you know, that Friday they'll text you at 1130. Hey, what are you up to? Also asking people like, what are you doing tonight? Instead of just saying, do you want to get drinks? Because if they don't ask you for specific plans, then if they are like, oh, I'm going to go out with the boys, it's, they haven't actually canceled on you. They're just like, they're like, well, I was just wondering what you were doing tonight. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? It's like just being not like, they don't want to get themselves into a jam where they have to actually like defend their actions. So they'll just be as vague as possible. Can you, do, would you agree with that? Yeah, you I, I agree with that. I would say like, there's definitely got, I mean, I know guys, I don't particularly do this, at least haven't recently is like the, what are you doing? Like you get credit for like checking in and like, right. it's like, you're like, you're like, okay, like maybe I, she can't hang out anyway, but I'm just like exactly. being cool and cute by checking in. But just ask to hang out. And there was, oh, also if they, I mean, this isn't like, universal because i've had people like not be able to sleep over after we've had sex or i've had to leave that night yeah but i think if guys won't sleep over that's usually like there's something going on um and it's okay if you're going to be upfront about it like off the jump like hey i can't stay over tonight but i think when you're kind of like okay i'm just gonna head out it's like just be upfront. you know it's like i think lack of communication and always trying to keep things like to have the power position that's like what fuck boys want to do sleepover yeah. Interesting. Did you did you used to No, I I would never hit and run like that. I would always like stay over and then in the morning I this probably is even worse. I would be like, since we had sex or whatever the hookup might have been, like, let's go get breakfast and like hang out further. I was gonna and say And then after that, that's then a pulled- tough thing. That's situational, I think, because if you have no interest in seeing the person again, it's not good to get breakfast because they're gonna read into that like ten totally. different ways. Mm-hmm. But but that's it's what? also you don't wanna be a dick, but it's like I don't know, you really need to figure out just be honest with people. I think that is my one thing that if I could just like tell just help people be more upfront with how they feel. Like if you wanna take me to breakfast after we had sex just to hang out more, but you don't really wanna hang out again, just be like, Hey, like just be honest, then I won't waste my fucking time getting breakfast with you. You but know it, what I mean? But it's hard I think it's it's hard for me, like my biggest challenge and I've been going to therapy for the last three years and I picked up, like I'm a huge people pleaser and it's hard to really just tell a girl, Hey, like I know we just boned, but I'm not really feeling anything further. We'll like, say that before. But it's like, <laughs> then you're but, not going to get it in. But, but sometimes you don't know how <laughs> I know. it, but like making out is a huge step of like, okay, this person, do I vibe with them? And then yeah. maybe you want to have sex to like, kind of see like how things could be. And you know, maybe you have good sex, but you're like, I don't want anything serious. It's hard to like, after having sex, telling her like, hey, I, I don't really want anything serious. Yeah, I think those conversations just need to happen earlier when you're like first starting to see someone. But it's hard because even I've been super upfront with people before. Like, hey, this is what I'm looking for right now. And they can look me in my eye and be like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. And then they don't act, like yeah. their actions do not match with what I said. So it, it takes both people being honest for anything to actually improve i think that's so true i think that's interesting with the staying over the night thing because i was just thinking that when you were saying that i've had friends the girls are so confused at the end of that They're like i woke up the next morning we got breakfast we hung out till 3 p.m and then i didn't fucking hear from him like for two weeks no we need to stop kissing boys i don't know what <laughs> i really don't know what's gonna fix it i mean i i don't particularly like sleeping in someone else's bed i like to brush my teeth i like want to be in my own bed Same. i have a skincare routine yeah it's like you have your nighttime do. thing you want to do so like I, there have been times where i've slept with guys and left that night and it's not i'm not trying to like send them a message but it's tough because it's like we did like just have sex so, so that, and that, that messes the guys fed up a little bit because it's almost like okay, she's not, maybe not interested and like, or, you know, I've always wanted her to stay over, but I get the whole brushing teeth and like contacts, makeup, whatever it might be. Yeah, that's they, true. Contacts are such a huge one. Huge. <laughs> I don't wear them, but like with guys stay over and they're like, do you have, con-? I don't have contact solutions. So yeah, just the old if you're listening and you just carry like a travel one, I guess. Yeah. You, you know what I think is a sign of a fuck boy if he doesn't have contacts, but he's like, yes, I do have contact solutions. Oh, I mean, if they're... <laughs> and an extra toothbrush. Yes, yes. And this and that. See, okay. I have extra toothbrush. I used to work in the dental industry, so I always had extra toothbrushes. <laughs> I think that's kind of nice, but it definitely could be a sign of something not good. Another thing I think, and we kind of touched on this for a second, is like, aside from the, you know, being vague, the disappearing act. Like, Oh, I mean, that's like beyond a sign at that point. You're just like, just, just say no. I mean, guys are, I can't, girls do it too, but girls do it too. The ghosting, this is the age of ghosting. And it's just like, it's so sad. Yeah. Why though? And I'm looking at you, Carl, like why, like, 
talk to a girl and then just go radio silent. It's easy. It's for some guys, it's just easier to ignore it and just walk away and run. Like there's fight or flight. You just get like, you don't yeah. want to upset her or you don't know how to tell her that maybe you're not interested. Cause you have to admit that like you were kind of a piece of shit to begin with. Yeah. Where I've had, and I'd say in the last two years, I've had females that I've been very upfront and honest with. And still they don't, they like still are very aggressive towards me and like will text me at 1 a.m. when they're drunk and like want to hang out and I'm drunk too. And sure, it's fun. And then all of a sudden you have sex and you're like, okay, but now I told you three weeks ago that I just want to be friends and like you're in these weird spots. I think also for you, it's probably a very, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to stereotype, but I would think that the Bravo fan base is like a very specific type of person. And maybe some of them, I mean, this is across the board. Like some girls are a little bit like cuckoo and guys as well, but maybe it's like the people you're attract. I don't know. Do you think it's the type of person that you attract? I think I attract a, a crazier person sometimes. Um, but sometimes the crazy person is great at sex. And that's like, I like crazier <laughs> sex. So. Right. so that's tough. It's tough. Real catch 22. <laughs> <It's very>. Seriously. <laughs> Oh my god! This um, is a heck of an episode so far. I'm, yeah, <laughs> great start. Guys. I feel like I'm I'm in redemption treatment again. Yeah. Well, it, you know what's interesting? I think too, because if like, you've ever dealt with a fuck boy, sometimes they just disappear for like two weeks at a time, but then they'll hitch back up. Two weeks, try six months. Oh, oh, that's true. I've had guys ghost me for six months, and then they text me, "How are you?" Just how are you? Like flat out the gate or something like referencing something that happened literally six months ago. Wow. wow. Do yeah. they just do how with the, just R and then you? And you, uh, oh, ooh, That would make it even worse. <laughs> you couldn't even spell out the extra letters you have. Like, make the effort. We know? should have like a fuckboy um, like text, like like the Rosetta Stone, but for fuckboy. <laughs> yeah. like, if you're getting the letter R, you like, yeah, you're well, that's how bad. I text now, unfortunately. So some of the traits like really did with me um but i've tried to not let, let the really bad ones kind of like become part of my personality That's i did true. buy navy blue sheets though which i'm not proud of and i didn't realize it at the time but navy blue sheets are like a fuckboy thing wait really i have navy blue sheets i have them and then i bought light green ones and i don't i, I only sleep in navy, navy blue, blue sheets wait why is how is that a thing i don't know it just is is that just from like your like clinical research that it's you from a lot of people on the internet as well. That is so funny. I've never heard I, that. I actually start, I started buying blue sheets when I just moved to New York. I've been in New York five and a half years now. Are I they like the jersey set. material? Uh, they were for a time. Like sweatshirt soft. <laughs> that just shows like my you age and like back in my day when I was with the fuck boys, they all had the jersey in, the jersey 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 in their dorm rooms. Yeah. They got them at Target. But I have Brooklyn in like navy blue ones. And I was like, why did I buy these? I don't even like the way this looks. But so then I bought a second set and I use I use the navy blue ones just when the other ones are being cleaned. Wow. That is fascinating. I'm, I'm going home after this interview and I'm going to change my Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna actually put a poll up. I'm very interested. I'm gonna to set see. fire to them and yes, add, burn add them in energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like what people say about that if they also have noticed that. You know, That's actually one thing I was gonna add is maybe I should I, I was offered uh due to my growing Instagram account and Bravo Celebrity, which is hilarious, but Bravo I was offered a free bed. By Lisa mattress. Oh, mm. get it. But the bed I've had has been the same. I have a Tempur-Pedic, but this is like the bed that's been like fueling most of my fuckery. <laughs> so I actually get rid of the bed and the sheets and just completely start fresh. Yes, that could be good. That's what I'm gonna do. New bed, new you. New me, new year, new me, new bed. And yeah, new let decade. all the ghosts and everything that's haunting that mattress. Just yeah, I fed a lot of people to that mattress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just <laughs> set it on fire, disinfect it first. Yeah, yeah. Do, donate it, it to um, do, donate to science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, oh my god. Okay, wait. Some other signs I wanted to I wanted to point out. This is a big one too, and I used to see this all the time because I used to go out with my single girlfriends and be like wing woman, you know, at the bars. And I can always fucking pick out a fuck boy by this move. If they're talking to you, but they're also just looking around of like course. the wandering eye, always looking over your shoulder to see the next best thing coming around. Am I going to commit to this one girl that I'm talking to? Or is there another better one? That That is definitely <laughs> the case. And I, I do that though with guys. So <laughs> I can't even talk, but like if I'm out and I'm just kind of like, well, if I don't know, it, it's definitely like rude. And it's not, it's just, it's shows like a level of disrespect, but it's like, obviously you want the best option, you know, that, so I understand that I see both sides. It's been done to me and I've done it to people. Totally. Here's my thing with the girls though. I'm like, 
it because I I I always notice it in people. Yeah. And so my philosophy is I'm like, yeah, of course, like we're talking to one dude, I don't want to like limit my options. But I think as a female, it's just nice. It's like you can kind of sit back and if there's another guy who's interested, he can make you like you just don't you don't like lean into the guy you're talking to, you just play it cool. Yeah. And so guys know that like you're still, you can be approached, right? but you let them come to you. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I wonder how much that still happens these days. I don't know. I feel like girls have had to like, we've just really fucked ourselves. I think for at least heterosexual people, it's like, I think women have to put in a lot of the work these days. At least that's what I've noticed. Well, there's, I think there's also a fear too. I mean, obviously with some of the men's behavior over the last, well, let's say forever. Um, being assholes and treating women terribly like i think now we're afraid to do anything because it could then be good you should be afraid (laughs) very afraid i don't think people i mean i understand that i i understand why guys are afraid i guess but if you're not doing bad stuff you're not going to get accused you know more more often than not but i also could tell like if i had not been on a reality show and some of those things are caught i mean there's certain things that are would never ever in history of your life would be on TV. Like yeah. there's cameras in the bedroom. They're catching me saying things in pillow talk. Yeah. There's other behaviors. Yeah. Just in the, in a perfect world would never, ever happen. So I'm kind of victim to, to an environment that I signed up for, which exposed me in a way that I think no matter, it just would never happen otherwise. Oh, it would still happen. Like I, you know, girls talk. Although they would talk, but like, I guess as far as the broader, like fuck boy, <laughs> That I am, or what used to be. It just wouldn't be public. It wouldn't be as saying. public, I guess. Yeah. It wouldn't be America's. But like, okay, I have a question. Now, I know we don't divert from the fuckboy stuff, but it's like, I have friends, and I won't say any names, obviously. I have people that I know in my life that are married, and they all cheated on their wives. That's terrible. But like, that like that to me is it's hidden. The wife doesn't know. They don't know. And like, they live happily. They have kids. And like, nothing ever happens from it. But it's like, that stuff to me is like, I've never done that. I've never cheated on like, when I'm, what I think I'm in a committed relationship yeah yeah so it's like there's that and it's like the fuck boy is like this evil human being no i mean cheaters are so way way worse worse, but like that's like a whole other level i mean that's like it's awful being unfaithful yeah it's just so i think there's a lot more that's a different there's a lot more i think people that are unfaithful than maybe the fuck boy pool of people. I don't know. If there was like a war between fuck boys and cheaters, who is like, who? God, I, I would like to see that, but I don't know who it is. I, would, I, I would, don't know who I bet my money. Probably, um, probably single people, like fuck boys, because they're in, they're in the gym probably more trying to stay. Yeah. Trying they're, to stay school. Yeah, yeah. They got like, there's a lot of dad bods over the cheater. Yeah. <laughs> the cheater, the cheater side, they're a little, lazy. but they have like dad strength because they're like, no, dad strength. Like, is that a thing? That only works for toddlers. As soon as you have a kid, like men, like, like, like I'm bigger than like other friends of mine, but like they have like a child now, so like they could probably beat my ass because they have like this newfound like protection strength. And- I've heard in that in chicks. I've heard of like mom strength. Mom strength, yeah, yeah. it's a real thing. Like moms will, like, a flip a car over. over like six years. You're carrying a child with your arms. That's true. So, yeah, you're getting jacked. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I was I was at a class before this, and I they gave me like a ten pound weight, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not used to it. Anyway, that's, that's funny. Yeah, mom, mom and dad strength. Mom and yes, dad strength. cheaters are bad, and they deserve to be punished to the fullest extent of the law. I think they're worse. Yeah, I agree. Honest. I think they're worse. Worse, but I'll, like, well, I know you've got some more things to cover, so I'll, I'll add in as we go. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like, um, what makes the cheater bad is like you're kind of getting your cake and eating it too. Like, fuck boys, I feel like are still like living alone and living like a different, you know, not the lifestyle where they're getting a relationship and the fuckery at the same time. Sure. Well, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Can you be married and cheating and still be a fuck boy too? Oh, I think, no, God, I, damn. I, I that <laughs> everyone who cheats is a fuck boy, but not every fuck boy is a cheater. If that makes sense. Yes. Okay. That's right. That's the category. I'm. Yeah. Okay. That, you don't cheat, but you're a fuck boy. I was. Right. Okay. Was. I feel like I've been a lot better. I mean, I think some of it, again, is communication and being honest. And that's something I was struggling with. But I've been trying to be really upfront and honest about what my intentions are and where things are. But I, I'm telling you, there's just some girls who don't take, they of don't, course. you know, of course. Okay. They think they can maybe change them or they think they can fight through. Like, well, here's the interesting piece with that. Cause I think a lot of fuckboys, like, they'll get their victims <laughs> by, 
they'll say, they'll say the things that'll be like, you know, I'm not really interested in a relationship, but their actions prove differently. Yeah. And that's when girls get their head all fucked yeah, up. Because they're yeah. like, oh, well, he is like, he's taking me out. We're having so much fun together. We spend well, the whole next there's day so together. Much subtext with everything you do, especially in like the early weeks and months of like hooking up with someone and going on dates with someone. It's like, you can read into every little thing. I think it's tough when a guy's like, I'm going to hurt you, but like, do you want to meet my family? It's like, well, fuck. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, no, people just contradict themselves. Cause I do think that a lot of times fuckboys want like the comfort and security of having someone just like, you know, their victims do, but without any of the obligations. Yeah, that that actually reminds me of a good example. I don't know if we have any Bachelor listeners in the audience, but um, did you guys watch? No, I don't watch. Oh, okay, I'm a big fan. Anyway, I, I've never you seen and it. the rest of the country. Yeah, yeah, no, like into it. Hannah last season, like the guy she chose was this guy Jed, and it came out afterwards. He's like that. He had like a full on girlfriend, but he's like, oh right, I, I didn't say he this. was my girlfriend. And then like it, they went through the things. They're like, I you. They're like, you guys said I love you. You went to go meet her parents. She yeah. took you to meet his parents. And he's like, but I said the whole time that we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. And it's just like, yeah, what you say. I think that's like actually a good thing for the girls listening who are wondering if they're with a fuckboy or not. It's like, listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth. Yeah. If they're telling you that they're not into a relationship, like take it. Take Someone it, said to me one time, like when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Like, if they're saying they don't want to really, don't try to change them. Don't expend so much energy trying to like make them see what they're missing out on. Just walk away. But it's so hard to actually do that when you like someone. For sure. And you're right, Carl. Like, I feel like a lot of girls are like, I can be the one. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to change this guy or, you know, maybe like I can do something else that'll turn his, you know, opinion about me. But also, too, I think there's a lot of like New York is a, is like, capital of fuckboys. Yeah. New York Um, York or LA. New York and LA. I think think it's worse in New York, but that's just because I think there's more access in New York because people in LA don't go out as much. I don't. That's true. That's actually a much bigger bar scene in New York. And I think that's where a lot of it starts. USC and New York City. USC (laughs) and New York. (laughs) Fuckboy capitals. Yeah, it's like Disneyland and Disney World. Like right, they're both the same right. place, but one is a little bit bigger. Yeah, the same people. Same experience. It's so <laughs> true. I I think this next sign. I'm interested to hear. I, I'm interested to hear a guy's perspective on this. But it's funny. Me and my girlfriend were out to dinner, and we heard there's like these like two 20 year old girls like next to us like bitching about guys, and we're obviously like we're not going to talk to each other. We're just going to listen to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Is that we're listening in and my friend basically like turns to the girl at one point and she's like, honey, has he bought you a meal? Like question. And the girl just sat there and he's like, uh, no. And she's like, done. He yeah. closed. He's not that into you. I'm sorry. Do you think like at a certain point when you're dating a girl that you're actually into, like, do you make it a point to buy her a meal? Like, is that an actual differentiator? Uh, say? 100%. Okay. I think that. I mean, there are guys that I think use the meal as a means to try and bang a girl. But like for me, like I, like when I actually want to go out on a date and buy you like drinks, appetizers, meal, whatever it might be, like that means I'm serious or more like inclined to be like take things slow and like a normal dating, you know, process. Yeah. But I've, I've, there's girls that I've maybe hooked up with or I'm friendly with and they're in my friend circle and we occasionally have hooked up where I've never ever gone on a date with them and it like is an issue. Like she's not understanding that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's probably two or three girls in my last couple of years that have, we've had fun. We've had a couple of hookups. It's been very, pretty much clear that I think we should be friends. I've never bought her a meal or even gone to coffee with her. And then, like, I'll get like a, a mean or like freak out text about, like, why don't you want to hang out? And, like, you know, there's feelings involved once you, once you hook up. I just think that's like a good thing for girls to like. That, that is good advice. If he's, not, if he's never bought you a meal. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, you're right. Like, that could be used. That could be. Yeah, he's attractive. buying me a meal and then yeah, she's like, oh, he, he really likes, likes me. Ugh. But then there's girls, I, I know this for a fact, there are girls that, whether it's Tinder or what, I've never been on any dating apps. That would be a nightmare for me. But <laughs> girls that use guys just to get nice dinners. True. Like they, they, I'm I, sure that's the case. It's like, that's not who I'm representing with my chef. It's called, like, it's, 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 called it's called a foodie call. A foodie call. A foodie. Okay, I've never heard that. And I foodie call. I, I was on a, I was on a dating panel like last year. It's called the Great Love Debate. It was here in New York. Lindsay Hubbard uh, from Summer House was on it. 
I saw it. I was like, I need to be on this because I have a lot to say. Yeah. And then I got on there and this woman who sat next to me was like explaining this whole like foodie call culture. She's like a dietitian or something and like basically goes out with guys and like just basically gets free meals and <laughs> doesn't fuck them or do anything and like ghost them. It's it's well, like, girls got to eat. Girls gotta- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I did put up on Instagram a little sticker and ask people if they had questions for this episode to write in. We got some listener questions. Cool. Figured I'd ask you guys. Great. Um Great. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, listeners. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Thank you. So, um, so I asked, like, if you could ask a fuckboy anything, what would you ask? And at L.E.R. Smith asks in all capitals, why are you like this? Carl? <laughs> um, <laughs> I could probably answer just based on how much I know about Carl. Okay, yeah. But well, you can go first. I, I mean, there's a part... Okay, I'm obsessed with, with girls. I think women are beautiful. Like We love the way you look, the way you smell, the way you make us feel. When you're like happy, it's like the best thing ever. So we get sucked into this idea like... We're attracted to you. We want to like we're we're creatures. We want to like prey on hot things that make us happy. And like in that comes a lot of stupidity, a lot of immaturity, and a lot of just boy behavior that is hard to kind of understand. So it's like growing up, but also like responding to your inner inner body. Yeah. If know, you like those nice, pretty, shiny things though, like why do you want to hurt them? It's true. It's true. I'm a bull in a china shop, so I break, <laughs> I break shit a lot. <laughs> All right, I think putting Carl in the hot seat has him sweating a little bit. And speaking of sweat, let's talk real quick about your deodorant. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty good about using natural products and other areas of my life, but I can never really get on the natural deodorant train because I can never really find one that actually works as good as regular deodorant. But that was until I discovered Curie. Guys, I never want to recommend a product that I wouldn't personally recommend to my own friends and family. So I actually switched to Curie for two weeks and I put that bitch to the test. I used it before Barry's workouts, before running errands all day. I even used it before hanging out with my future in-laws. And let me tell you, Curie not only works, I am not going back to regular deodorant. I am obsessed. Curie is aluminum-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and cruelty-free. Oh, and it comes in 100% recyclable packaging, which is, you know, great for the planet. But if I'm being totally honest with you guys, it's not even all of those great qualities that make it my favorite new deodorant. It's how good it smells. Like, remember when you went from CVS body spray to an actual perfume? Like, that's what switching to this deodorant feels like. Like, I feel like I've leveled up as a human, you know? Like, the scents are just sexy and smell so good. And I feel like a fancy real adult when I use this deodorant. So let me tell you, I'm never going back. All right, I can sit here and try to explain to you all day how amazing Carrie is, but I know the only way for you to get it is to try it for yourself. So lucky you, I have a discount code for you to try it. Just head to curiebod.com and that's curie like C-U-R-I-E and get 20% off when you use code BIGKID at checkout. I'm going to also link it in show notes, but again, that's curiebod.com and get 20% off with code BIGKID at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I think from what I've just in conversations I've had with fuckboys, it's like a lot of just not being introspective and like figuring out what you, you can't communicate to someone what you want if you don't know what you want. And it's totally okay to be in that like unknown, but then don't bring other people, don't like get other people involved, you know, like figure your shit out and then come talk to me. And that's something I would say too, that a lot of men don't do that. Like they're, they're bullheaded. They don't admit they have their issues or don't really know themselves. Like I think for me, like when I first moved to New York, I was completely lost. Like who the hell I was, like, what am I doing in my life? Where I am, like am personally. And you think you can like fake it. Like, Oh, I'm the man. I'm great. Like I'm working this job. I got money. Like I want to meet a nice girl. But in reality, it's like, I'm not happy in my job. Like I'm miserable and like other things in my life. And you fake it and then you bring someone into that world and it's like you put on a facade to try and pick up a girl. Like in high school, I would literally like do whatever it takes to like try and pick up the girl I was really interested in. Like she still didn't like me. But like there are guys that would do whatever it takes early on to get the girl. And I think that's what fuck boys ultimately are doing. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you'll say and do whatever it takes because you, you may not, she may not like you if you're who you really are internally. I think people are afraid to be who, them, who they are because a lot of competition out there. You know, you think, okay, if I can't get her, then this other guy's going to get her because he's rich, works at Goldman and 
So that's an really- interesting perspective. Yeah. I think too, like what you were kind of just saying about the, um, you know, you're not internalizing it. I think that's interesting. I think we all kind of fall into dating patterns. Yeah. You know, like I know before meeting uh, my fiance now, like I was dating the same guy over and over and over and over again. I think maybe this fuck boy thing is a pattern that you're just kind of like stuck in. Yeah, definitely. And Mary Beth broke the pattern, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been successful in like uh in your pursuits of um I was doing well for most of this year and then I relapsed in July <laughs> and then after that it was kind of like once you go back one time, it's just so much easier to like fall back into the pattern. So I've just recently gotten out of something that I think was not good for me and it's been really hard to like say no. And I, I've obviously slipped up like a bunch of times, but it's like it's not make these situations don't make me happy. Also, like for me right now, like I just want to have fun. And I one thing I have talked about in the live show is that like dating should be fun. And I don't think it's fun anymore. Like I don't think most people are having fun dating, and that's that's the fault of people on both sides. So that's I think that's so important. Do you would you say have you found anything that makes it more fun for you? I think it's just being honest with yourself. Like, is this person actually going to show up for me? Because I have like attachment issues. That's my big thing. So I just, I can usually tell in the beginning if, if I am anxious texting someone, because I'm not sure if they're going to respond or I feel like they're always going to cancel plans. Like those are huge red flags for me. And like, I should just, just say no, you know, walk away. But sometimes I don't do that. So it's just about being honest with yourself and with the other person. Totally. Well said. Yeah, I think so too. Um, a couple other questions. And some of these we've actually already answered. People asking about ghosting. This is a good question. I know you mentioned you talked about this a lot in your show. Why do you think girls keep going back to them? I don't know. I mean, I know why I do. Like, it's all kind of tied back to the relationships I have been in. Like, I dated two people very seriously in my early 20s. And when I did that, the relationship kind of became all about them. So now I find myself pursuing people who I know will never actually date me mm-hmm. and they're emotionally unavailable. And I know that they're never going to put me in a position to have to choose um, between like what I want to do, which is like focus on my career or what they want to do, which is like whatever the fuck they want to do. So I think everybody probably has like their own baggage and like layers to why they're going for fuckboys. I mean, there's an appeal to it, right? It's like they're usually attractive and they like probably are moderately successful at what they do and like they know how to show a girl a good time they're good at flirting they're good at banter like they're making you feel all the things that you want to feel but then a lot of things that also don't want to feel and also i i do think that like as we let fuckboys get away with more they're just going to keep like pushing the limits and then they tell their friends like yo i fucked this girl and then i never talked to her again and it's like oh okay well maybe i'll try that you know it's like it spreads. It's like an illness. Like we need a vaccine. That's what <laughs> vaccine. That's what I think. But so true. That's funny. Have you noticed like girls, even though you can kind of treat them not great, just like running back? Wait. Um, yeah. I mean, I've definitely been, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. I mean, you, Stockholm syndrome. You, you, oh my you God. have an affinity for your, your captor or captor. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There's, I think like, there's a lot of females, I think in New York that, yeah, you show them a good time. You're a good flirter. You do a cool shit, and you're like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't get fucked over, and like, they keep coming back. And men are weak. Like, if a girl, if I'm, I don't know, out and about with my friends, and I'm drunk, and I'm like feeling horny, and I had a good hookup with her before, but maybe I've ghosted her three weeks ago. Like, I'm probably gonna respond, like, hey, let's hang out, and she's gonna say yes. And she's probably gonna say yes so, because like, it's like I don't know. I think something that was like sad to me at one point and still it's just like we're all so starved for like attention and human connection it's like of course if a guy i had sex with once already texts me three weeks after and asked to hook up i'm gonna run over to his apartment like it's such a thing with girls too like we don't want to up our numbers anymore so if you've already gotten in once like sure come on over, yeah, you know back yeah. and i say up your numbers as far as as, <laughs> as long as you're having fun i think upping your numbers is fine but you know every corner of new york city at this point is like haunted for me. So I'm like, maybe I need to move. Maybe that's a solution. Just get out to LA. Oh God. And deal with the fuck boys there. I mean, that that's the whole thing. It's like a whole other new crop of fuck boys. I don't know. I've heard, I've heard different things on that on both sides. Yeah. You know, I've, I mean, I've lived in both, both sides. I, I, I've often wanted to go back to LA just for a lifestyle reasons. I think it's easier 
depending on your age out there, but like I, in my mid thirties in LA, I think it's, you can sell the fuck down. Yeah. But here it's just, it is such a drinking culture and there's so many options. There's so many options. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who just came from LA, I have to say it's like grass is always greener. Right. Yeah. Cause like I thought the same thing. And then after living there, I, just as an observer, I'd be like, I never want to date in LA. Yeah. Cause it's like has all the problems of New York, but then also like, you have to sit in traffic for oh my God. two hours like for, a booty, for a booty call. <laughs> I went from Venice to Echo Park for a booty call. It was no. an hour Uber. It better have been worth it. it I mean, it, that's not fair to call it a booty call, but it was to like have sex. Like we got dinner before, but it was like, obviously I was going there to get fucked. <laughs> at that point, if you weren't, like you would have to. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like, no, traffic. this is the deal. It's- I'm taking a one hour Uber to your place. So you're going to take me to dinner and then... <laughs> see what happens after. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, some more questions. So I want to get through these and then I have a little game for you guys. How to get rid of them? Somebody asked. How to get rid of a fuckboy in your life? When I figure it out, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I mean, I think what I've noticed is like some guys get put on blast on social media or like, you know, among groups of friends. Like if you get, like, I mean, I got put on blast pretty hard. Some self-inflicted, like being on a show, like, when you see yourself like that or have other people like really acknowledge your behavior, like it's not a good feeling. What's the worst like blasting you ever got? I mean, I've been just on social media, like Twitter. I've had people, you know, on Instagram, I've had messages from, you know, women who are telling their side of the story of just like, you know, I've been screwed over by a guy and blah, blah, blah. It's just not a good feeling. Because if you are a good person at heart, I think it does affect you. But some people are just sociopaths and they're totally normal. And then people also probably have a skewed perception of like who you are based on the editing of a show. Yeah, I mean, it's a 42-minute episode and I've filmed thousands and thousands of hours. I think when people meet me in person, they'll be like, oh, he's not that bad. But I've definitely made a lot of mistakes. I've definitely led girls on. I've definitely pulled some moves. And I learned a lot of that from, again, a a group of men that I surround myself with. And I think it's, it's not... It's it's a it's a it's a guy thing to be that way. I I want it to change, and it's just like putting your hands on a woman. It's not okay. Like putting you know cheating on a woman is not okay. But it's like it's the next step down of things you shouldn't do to a woman is being a fuck. Because you can still get away. I mean, you, you can, can get away with it. it. I think it's like just truly putting up a wall. Like when you know someone's a fuck boy, even if you've already slept with them. So like people will send me screenshots of text message conversations and stuff to drag his ass at gmail.com. Cause I post some of them on the Instagram and I've been so like impressed with women who are just like, no, you're not coming over. Yeah. And then guys will sometimes get like pissy and like insult them. But I mean, people who can just be like, nope, I'm actually not interested anymore. Like you hurt me and I don't want to hang out with you. Like being honest with people and just truly cutting them out is probably the most effective but also the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is hard. I would say on my side, like, there's been girls that I've maybe even dated or it's been a fairly normal, okay relationship, but it just for a reason, we parted ways. A few months later, she'll show up to my apartment and like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, let's fuck. And I'm like, no. That's but really I, then bad. I, but, bad. But I've been treated like, like I'm an asshole for that. You know what I mean? So no one would think you're an asshole for that. But again, it's like, oh, you, you didn't buzz her in. You could just at least let her in, like talk to her in person. No, no, no. You know that's I mean? crazy. Yeah. No one should be showing up. I've had probably four or five girls now. Like <gasps> See, you do. Okay. I you got some crazies. I do dude. attract a little crazy. But some of it is, again, I've, I've put them in that. You've made them. I've, I've helped them. That is true. I think a lot of girls you get called crazy. It's like, well, these motherfuckers make me crazy. They make them crazy. Yes, and then there are some who are just crazy. That's true. There, there is definitely <laughs> a difference. Um, I think, I think the being straightforward is obviously the best one. Another option is to just fucking ghost them. Yeah, <laughs> just that's what I've done. Them. Block them. Yeah, when you get that, are you up or like sup? <laughs> just <laughs> ask yourself: yeah. Is the dick really that good? And the answer is almost always going to be no. Sometimes it. What if it's yes, though? Sometimes. And then you know what? You put yourself in harm's way. I've done it. We've all done it. But it's like, (laughs) if the dick is that good, then you're going to have to fucking deal with it. You know, you're going to have to put up with whatever they're going to do. You're going to keep crawling back. That's it's just not a good best. look, man. I, I I know in like one of my situations, it was actually like it wasn't even a fuck boy, but it was like an ex-boyfriend who like clearly like didn't want to be with me anymore. And I kept like making myself available, kept like showing up, doing all the things. And eventually you get to a point you're like, ah, like I just like I remember having one conversation with myself, like in a cab home, and I'm like, Are you done making an ass out of yourself? Yeah. Like you look so bad. Like you look so are you done when you, you start you to, done? when you when it starts to be like i'm actually just tired like when he texts you want to come over and you're like 
I already took my makeup off. Like I'm going to sleep. That's when you know it's really over. When you can just like go to bed instead of going to his place. That's, that's when it's done. So true. Here's, here's a question. Um, and this might be good for you, Carl. Once a fuck boy, always a fuck boy. No, I, I mean, I think there's, there's some characteristics that will always be in a, in a male, but I think it's how you communicate overall. I mean, just, I don't, you, who you are moving forward is who you will be versus like your past. Like everybody has done crazy shit in their past. Like I have a DUI when I was 21 in LA, but like my drunk driver. No, I mean, like I had that happen to me, but it's you who am I? Yeah, I made yeah. a mistake, but who am I? And what am I going to do with that part of my life moving forward? And how do I better myself? Okay, wait, I'm going to have to call you on that a little bit. Sure, call me. <laughs> You're like, it's all about communication. I'm like, that is too generic. What are, what steps are you taking to overcome your fuckboy ways? Uh, I actually just went to this Tony Robbins date with Destiny. I didn't date with Destiny. I, went, I just got back. Oh my God. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, so I learned a lot about just, I think, my own self and what I need and just like what my values are and all that. I mean, we could go into it. Oh, we could so get into it. Yeah. Yeah, So I think what I didn't really realize is like, I haven't been fully understanding of who I am before I can give myself to someone else. And the problem, like the thing you fight as a male is like, you're horny. You think girls are hot and you want to like, you want attention. You want to like kiss someone, but then you also don't know who you are. So it's like this battle you fight between your like, what, who am I? Like, what am I doing? And like, how am I going to present that to someone else? So I've been personally, I've been fake in the past because I've, put on a show to be someone I thought the girl would want me to be. Yeah. Like my, one of my first relationships, like girl I almost got married to. I wanted her so bad because I was like so attracted to her. We had, I thought we had such an amazing connection, but I was like fake in who I was to try and like court her. Mm. And then that set me up for complete failure for two and a half years. Cause I was always trying Try to please, le- please her be someone that I was. And then that's something I've kind of carried over later on. It's just, I'm, I haven't been fully myself. So I've really trying to hone in on who I am and what I, what I value and what makes me happy. And then from there, you know, maybe considering trying to date people. But right now, like I'm, I want to be single. I'm trying to like really figure my shit out. And that's the only thing I can do. I agree with that. I think everyone can change. And just because you've had a pattern of behavior for years, doesn't mean you can't, you know, meet. I just think what's hard is that a lot of fuckboys want to be swept off their feet. They want to meet the girl who's going to change them. Mm. But you have to change yourself first. You can't, you can't rely on some, a woman to walk into your life and and make you want to just change your ways and be a good guy and and get married and have kids and have a house and a white picket. Like it needs to start with you. And I think there's a lot of people who, you know, aren't doing the work and they end up with people who also didn't do the work. So it's like, okay, great. You guys can both like just be who you think you are and be happy enough, you know? But the people that really put in the work and like are bringing are coming to you with their like actual selves. Like those are the, I think the deeper relationships that people are looking for. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so on point. And that goes to the other thing. It's like, I love that you brought up the like waiting for the woman to show up. That's going to change them. But I think that's an interesting thing too, for fuck boys. It's like, uh, you know, you also want to be the person that is going to attract that like person that is like, you know, that's the person you're trying to attract for that role. Isn't going to be the one that's buzzing your doorbell at like 2am, you know, (laughs) it's going to be the one that challenges you and makes you and, and like makes you think about your, you know, I don't know. I just think you can't be waiting for someone to show up to change you. That's just stupid. I think that's so smart. Very true. Okay, guys, are you ready for a little game? (laughs) Yes. I love games. Oh, (laughs) Mm-hmm. You, you know, know you love games. <laughs> we know you love games, Carl. That's why you're sitting. You love playing them. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to play a little game called Fine Behavior or Fuckboy. Okay. I'm going to give you guys some dating scenarios, some situations, some maybe some flags that you might catch a guy doing in, or a girl in this in this scenario. And um, we're going to determine if it's fine behavior or fuckboy. Cool. Deal. Guys ready? Yep. All right. Um, one, where's jeans three sizes too small? <laughs> I mean, that's a personal choice. I think girls do that too. So, um, yeah, I don't think that's a red flag. I think it's fine. Maybe it's, I don't know, that could be indicative of a few different things. But if you can see his balls from the back, then that's a that's, that's 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 Yeah. I don't know. But that's like, that tight. that's just someone who needs your help. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah. Fine behavior. Um, is on a Bravo reality TV show. <laughs> uh, that's a red, that's a red flag. I think it's a red flag, but it's probably fine ultimately, depending on what you're looking for. 
I think you got to give that person a chance to show who they really are in person. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. But we definitely can all create your red flag. Red flag. Absolute red flag. Okay. Asks you on a date right by his apartment. Uh, I think that's fine. I think that's okay. Because he... I've actually done that where I like know the owner and like they take care of us. And mm-hmm. it's like, it'll be even more special than just going to some other like, I don't know, per se or like quality meats, like make it like this big deal. Or it's just like, like a local spot. That's like yeah. your favorite. And you like, want to like make it like special. Yeah. Also, I only know restaurants near my apartment. Very so. true. I used to think that that was, somebody told me that they're like, Oh, if he asks you by a date, by his place, he's just trying to get you home. Yeah. So I was always like, that's being thoughtful. Those guys. I think that's thoughtful. Yeah. But when guys would ask me like, where do you want to go? I'd like pick plays down the street. Right. Like, I don't want to like, yeah, you don't want to go chance. too far. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've been worried about asking a girl to go to dinner closer to my apartment because she would might be thinking that that's what's in my head, but perception. I no, I just want to have like a special meal somewhere we could actually have a conversation. All right, that's fair. Goes dark for four business days after a great date, but texts Wednesday for a Thursday date. That's a red flag. I think that's weird, but it definitely happens all the time. I, I think that's a fuckboy move. I think that's fuckboy too. It's a fuckboy move. If you if we have a date and you don't text me the day after, I that's I don't like. I that. think you could, if you called on Wednesday, called if if there's if I'm a caller. I still do that. I, I like love getting a phone call. Really? Yep. Oh, yep. that's funny. I like to call. Or just like a, an effort of call or FaceTime or something. But in like, hey, listen, the last three days have been nuts. Whatever the case is. There are... People have a crazy lives. And I think early on in a date, there's like, the, I don't want to smother. I don't want to be like too hard, like aggressive. So it's that fine line of like trying to balance out. Like, when do I actually... Like, I know there's always the two day or whatever bullshit. That's stupid. Call whenever you want. But I think people do have a lot of shit on their plate. And if they can find time to pick up the phone and call, that matters a lot more than texting. I agree. Yeah. Um, But if it's a text on Wednesday to a Thursday, that's a little fuckboy. That's what I I I was thinking. I I was going to say, maybe give the benefit of the doubt because people are really busy at work. But I... We can text. Yeah. I know you're texting your friends and your family. Just fucking text me. That's stupid. Or call me. Call me. That's great. I I like that the call is coming back. I like a good call. The calls are coming back. Um, Okay. Only takes you on dates during the work week and never on the weekend. (laughs) So this is really interesting because I don't, I actually think like dates during the week are more effort because you're working all day and then you have to go out and also sleepovers on like school nights are like just a bigger deal. I feel like on the weekend, it's like, you're free. That doesn't seem like you're making time for me. So I, I think for me, it's a split. I, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. In my dating experience in New York, I don't think I ever went on a weekend date. I've been on weekend dates. You have. I mean, if, if he doesn't want to take you out on the weekend, he maybe does, he doesn't want you to meet his friends, but I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think a weekend date signifies like you're more serious. Like I've gone on like breakfast dates on like a Saturday and I've done like Sunday, like afternoon. Yeah. I love breakfast dates. I think a breakfast date is a great idea. I just think like, I, I don't know, in my own life, I was like, oh yeah, weekends are for my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I guess because I'm outperforming. It's like, I guess no night is convenient for me personally. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if weekend is more serious than a weekday. I think weeknight dates is a little fuckboyish. But then when you sleep, how does this sleep But he, like basically, work? I know guys that will Tuesday through Friday, Tuesday through Thursday will have a date set up and mm-hmm. maybe it's app related, like Hinge or Bumble, whatever it is. And then the weekend is like, they can go out in the wild and maybe meet someone in person. Very true. Being an asshole. Yeah, but then back true. to the next week, it's Tuesday through Thursday. That's like the digital dates. Like I pick them up online and then yeah. I go out the weekends I go. It's a bad out. sign. Yeah. Bad sign. Okay. All right. You guys say fuck boy. <laughs> Has hooked up with someone else in your group of friends. I think that's fine. I don't think that unless he's, if the person screwed over your friend, that's fuck boy. But I have hooked <laughs> up with guys, like, like guys and their friends. <laughs> so, uh, it it can be fucked but i think it depends on if you were a girlfriend boyfriend like official yeah the time frame in between the hookups can matter um but if you like if you had sex with one of a girl or a group of girls one of them and then like a month later you're banging her friend that's fuck boy I, yeah, but if, I if three years later after the first like then i think there's statute limitations or I agree. It's all about like the legality of it. I also, I also think it's how it ended with the friends. Agreed. I, I think that's a good, that, a good point. That, to that matters. Yeah, if it ended bad, badly, it's like no, don't do that. But also, it, it says something about the girl, the friend too. Like if the friends. Oh, I actually think it says more about the friends. 
I know, but just remember it's hard out here. Yeah. (laughs) I think like, yeah, I, cause I have one, I have one girlfriend who is hooked up with like half the city and keeps getting mad at friends. Like when that's with the guy and it's like, if you, if we're all limited to, you know, this is going to become a very small city very fast. Um, okay. If the guy asks for nudes after date three. Fuck boy. I think that's fine. (laughs) Three dates. I actually, okay. So I got out of the game when this whole like nude culture came in. Like what's the standard? I don't know. It's so situational, but I think three dates, if we've already hooked up is more than reasonable. I think asking for them is, I think, I think asking is weird. I agree. if, If it's, if you're feeling confident and sexy and want to send, I'm not going to be like, that's awesome. Or the other way around. But if I'm like requesting nudes, I think that's a little fuckboy. I don't think you should request. I think you should have such a good bond or connection that like, it feels like you should send them anyway. That's, that is a good point. I think if it comes up flirtatiously, that's one thing. But yeah, if he's like, babe, can you send me some nudes? Like, I think that's weird. So girls just like, I'm, this is like, honestly, it's like, not like interesting. Spread eagle, like <laughs> <laughs> underneath you, like camera shots. It's like, you know, in the mirror, like the in the mirror you're wearing underwear, maybe or whatever. And you just like drop off a nude, like throw it in the text or in the yeah, post air, air on drop. Instagram, <laughs> you know, whatever, airdrop it to the L train, kind of whatever you're into. Okay. I mean, I've, I've like, I've taken like shirtless pictures and you've sent me shirtless pictures. I have <laughs> just in the name of friendship. <laughs> in the name of friendship. <laughs> I was preparing for my fuckboy redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting guys. Um, and if my guy friends listening want to send me shirtless photos, like, yeah, but nothing like, you're like something I'm, among friends. I've never sent dick pics before ever. ever yeah. Ever. I think dick pics can never. be a little weird sometimes. But okay, I, like, I've been ones. feeling confident in the mirror. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot a pic. But you can you can tell when someone if it's a fresh pick or an old pick. I agree. I never send old pics unless how someone can you asks tell? me. There's a way to tell when like there's a timestamp on every individual photo that you have on your phone. You can there's a way to to do it on your phone to see when it was like you, you could have like an old recycled <laughs> pick from. I have probably, archives and then then I have new ones. Yeah, he sent me ones from months before. That's, he's obviously sent other. Yeah, things. he's got like a stock. He's got like a photo stock of of pics for his. This is like the underbelly of dating that I just like, I miss. And I'm so interested. Well, you're in. dealing with two experts here. Yeah. yeah. You so didn't you guys anything. On. Trust me. It's no. a nightmare. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Okay. So note to self, don't send my. Well, you never know. Like 2013. Yeah. They know. Know. <laughs> at least for me, I don't send a lot just because I think there's also a fear of them getting out and you looking stupid. I mean, if you send a dick pic, like you can think of guys, not lives that are remember there, but then, you know, Anthony Weiner's dick pic stuff. But wasn't that to teenagers? Like yes, that, but still, but when you're, he's like a politician, I mean, like don't it's, do it. it's just bad all around. Yeah. Them, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm very, very careful with that. I'm big on like, don't send a dick pic, send a dog pic. <laughs> like, I prefer a dog pic or send a pic of someone else's dick. No, what? I don't want to see. I don't want to see any. Like, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it depends. Um, okay, next scenario. We got a couple more guys. We're gonna power through. I love this. Uh, you guys are both out on a Saturday night, but he doesn't invite you to where he is. Or no, okay. You guys are both out on a Saturday night. You're texting, but he doesn't invite you to where he is. Uh, um, it depends. I, it's, I think it's a little. That's fuckboy. I say fuckboy. Yeah, because he's trying to like. He wants to get credit for the texting, but he's like yeah. probably out with the boys, or yeah. he's partying, right. doing drugs, or he's with someone else. Yep. Yeah. Or he's just kind of seeing like what your scenario is, and if you can find something better to do, or totally. if you're close proximity wise, and it will be the lowest effort possible. But there's so much going on in the city. Like you could be in Brooklyn at something, and like if she's. I don't know, it's Soho. It's like you can invite her, but it's the real the realistically, is she gonna come? No, but yeah, if he didn't offer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm in a cab. Yeah. I'm not that. She's actually been waiting for this text. She's like, I'm actually buzzing your apartment. <laughs> um, okay. He doesn't initiate text, but when you text him, Respond. he texts you right back. Fuck boy. Fuck boy, absolutely. One hundred percent fuck boy. Yep. You're like smiling. You've done this as your your move. I've done, I've done it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I say fuck I'll boy too. Um, you leave his house. <laughs> this, is, this is where it comes back to what we were kind of, I mentioned, I didn't want any spoilers. Anyway, um, he, he, you leave his house with an almost organized fashion. He gives you disposable flip-flops, a Lululemon bag no. for your heels and orders you an Uber. That's crazy. Uh, I've never experienced that. I've sent Ubers. I've, I have outstanding, I'm missing sweatshirts, sweatpants, but 
But it, you didn't have like a to-go kit. No. <laughs> like, but that's I, an exaggeration, but this is kind of what I'm talking about. They have like a smooth operation. I think getting an Uber for someone home the next day is a really nice gesture. Plus, you guys, you also get her address when you, when you do that. So you can maybe use it to your advantage by maybe sending flowers. Or have you that ever will done never that? Happen. I've gotten someone's address. So it, hel- it helps situationally know like where they live and if you want to like plan something else again. Okay, true. I think... But it's gone the other way, too. I'm going to avoid that radius. But I think if you have, like, you know, a to-go bag for girls, like a little parting gift, it's very strange and definitely a fuckboy. Yeah, the only fuckboy I've ever encountered did that move was the Uber the next day. And I was like, this feels a little... This feels a little smooth. Very smooth. Toothbrush, uh, a travel toothpaste, and an Uber to go. That's insane. All right, guys. Well, thank you for playing our fine behavior, our fuckboy. And thank you both for being on our fuckboy episode. I think this was very informative for everyone involved. This was great. And thank you, Sarah. Big fan of Big Kid Problems. Thanks for having me. Um, It was a pleasure to discuss. And, you know, Carl's the expert on the one side, and I would consider myself the expert on the other. So that's why I had a good discourse. With our powers combined. <laughs> you can all get through this fuckery. We can solve this problem. Yes, exactly. If people want to find more from you guys, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Carl Radke on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you are so inclined, Bravo TV's show, Summer House, I play the douchebag fuckboy Carl. It's my best <laughs> character yet. You can find me at Mary Beth Barone on Instagram and Twitter and drag his ass on Instagram. Oh, the shows are at Chelsea Music Hall in New York and Dynasty Typewriter out in LA. Amazing. Look us up. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look out for that. Thank you guys for being on. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, that is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope you liked it and I hope you learned a little more about spotting and dealing with a fuckboy. I want to give a huge shout out to our guests this week, Carl Radke and Mary Beth Barone. If you want more from them, you can catch Carl on Summer House every Wednesday on Bravo TV, and you can catch Mary Beth Barone live as she has some amazing live shows coming up after we all get out of quarantine. I'm looking forward to that day. Uh, I've included their info and social handles in our show notes, so you can follow them or you can show them some love. You can also find me on Instagram at Big Kid Problems or on my personal at Sarah A. Merrill underscore. So follow me, shoot me a DM. Let me know how you like this episode. I always love to hear from you guys, especially now. As always, I want to thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you like this show, please take a screenshot and share on your social media and tag me. I love reposting you. Also, if you want to leave a little rating or review, it is always very much appreciated. And one more thing, subscribe. Especially if you are new to this show, just go ahead and hit that little subscribe button. You won't regret it. All right, with that, I will leave you until next week when we have a brand new episode coming your way. Until then, I will see you next Tuesday. 